0: Welcome to One Control Report Podcast, episode 79. Benjamin Yoder, here today, late on a Sunday. I pushed off doing this podcast for too long. I did not, was not very productive this weekend. Uh, pretty much everything I said I was going to do this weekend, I did not do. Uh, so, so it's been one of those kind of weekends, and now it's like the end of the day. And so I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do to fix that. There's nothing left I can do. <laughs> Although there is the Thanksgiving uh, uh break coming up soon, so maybe maybe then I'll try to focus on um on getting stuff done. But yeah, uh, this is my video game podcast for me, myself, and I. am here talking to you. Um, in terms of my my personal gaming stuff this week, uh, I did. So I'm still trying to get through Team Innocent, uh, Valkyrie Chronicles Four, and uh, Kid Icarus. I haven't touched any of those <laughs> since last week. Probably, I think I did play some more Valkyrie Chronicles Four actually, but um, but instead I ended up playing um, uh, Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> um, I my friend uh got me to try it again, so I'm. I'm back in it a little bit, kind a little bit. I, I, I resubscribed, uh, or I didn't resubscribe, There's like a free period, but I'll probably resubscribe once it comes up. I, I bought the expansions because um, I haven't played since like 2013. I think there's a period in 2015 I played using one of like the free login periods just to kind of finish out the 2.0 storyline, um, but I haven't played any of the 3.0 or 4.0 stuff. Um, and yeah, I spent like, I spent like, I got it on PS4 and I spent like three hours trying to reconfigure the controls and the UI and, and make some changes to my character and stuff to, to get me back to the point that I'm like, okay, I'm ready to play this video game. It was a long period of time and, uh, I tried using the wireless mouse for the game and. Um, but the PS4 only has like three mouse settings. It's like low, medium, and high, and it, medium's too slow and low's too high. So I'm like, I don't know what to do about this. Um so I ended up not really using the mouse. I might connect the mouse to it just because if I'm gonna use keyboard to play Final Fantasy 14, there's things that require using the mouse pretty much um, or it's a lot easier using the mouse. Um, I'm still early on, so I might be able to rebind a lot of stuff to the keyboard. I'm dumb and just want to play it, like, entirely using the keyboard. <laughs> I ended up pretty much destroying the entire control scheme, um, to, to make it work how I wanted to make it work. Uh, Final Fantasy XI, I pretty much just used the keyboard. I think a lot of people just use the keyboard in Final Fantasy XI, um, at least initially. Um, and yeah, it, I'm used to that, and when I try to recreate that in uh, 14, it doesn't work so well because that game is definitely not built to work that way. But uh, yeah, my fr- and then uh, today I-, I spent maybe about like five, six hours, and we we ran some dungeons, uh, did some some like I guess a dungeon that kind of takes you through one level one through 60, so it kind of like. It reintroduces you to all the mechanics of your job like as you level up floor by floor and stuff like that it's, it's kind of neat um but yeah other than that there was anything like new to say about it because I didn't really do anything new I'm still just like sitting on old content and I don't know what I plan to do with that game oh it's a lot of story content to get through I don't know we'll see how it goes uh, six hours a lot today was already a lot to play it but I felt like I should, so I did. <laughs> um, so I did that, and then I, also this weekend, I played through the Portal 2 co-op, um, which is, uh, I wasn't really planning on doing it, but I had a friend who, who said they wanted to play through it, and uh, he gifted me a copy, because he had a second copy, so so I, I played through that, and... I, I was I wasn't a huge fan of the original Portal. I thought it was fine, um, but I do like how they built on this game. At least in terms of the co-op stuff, at least you you do see a lot of like basically the co-ops like split up to five different um, um, I guess areas, and each area kind of has its own gimmick. And and it really like I'd say in some ways it kind of simplifies the game down almost, which kind of makes make doesn't make a ton of sense. Like the physics and stuff of flying through the portals. Feels like it almost becomes secondary in some ways. As it's like, oh, it is a part of the puzzle solving, but there's a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, I'm gonna use the portals to like break this puzzle or try to break this puzzle. Um, but most of it's like very specific things, like oh, there's this light bridge and there's very specific spots when you put this light bridge. And it's not like the entire room is really portable very often. It's it's just like individual points um in a way that i just feel like it was probably more restricted than the first portal at least in terms of with this co-op versus the single player in the original portal i don't know if i'll play through the single player of portal 2 we'll see i don't know how long it is if it's pretty short i might just blow through it just to get through it but um i'm having a hard time getting through the games i already have so (laughs) so yeah but uh those were two the two big games i went ahead and played i might try to finish up team innocent tonight before i go to bed uh i might go ahead and start on that while i edit the podcast probably a bad idea um but yeah so so yeah but hopefully during Thanksgiving I'll I'll work on the things that matter. I also got Mighty or er, Mega Man 9 or er, 11 in the mail um and have not touched that yet. I definitely need to go ahead and touch that cuz that's my Mighty number no. 9 video is pretty much just waiting for me to play through that game or at least play through a good chunk of it. So I feel pretty confident uh about what my feelings on Mega Man 11 as a whole. Um so yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's all I want to say about, like, stuff I've been playing. I think that's all I've been playing. Um, Other than that, uh, in the news this week, uh, nothing, like, super, super big caught my eye. Um, I mean, the biggest story I feel like I saw was the, um, you know, Sony not doing an E3 press conference next year. That's assuming they're not doing, like, an EA thing where there's just going to be a press conference in, like, the vicinity of E3. Um, I'm not a huge Sony fan, and... um, at least not first-party stuff. I like their platform for third-party stuff, specifically Japanese games. That tends to be who ends up developing for their platform. Or at least it tends to be that's the platform that a lot of Japanese developers go to, at least. Um, The Switch is becoming more of a thing, but as long as there's a PS4 version, I always pick up the PS4 version of the Switch version just because, you know, PS4 has better hardware and I have a Pro, too. So that, that helps out with, like, frame rate games that might have frame rate issues, things like that. Um... And I don't really have any thoughts on it as a whole. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that like there's so many conventions year-round, and so many conferences, and half the time I don't even realize they're happening. Like the Xo18, I I found out it was happening like 20 minutes after it started. And I was like, oh yeah, this thing is happening soon. Um, I do like E3 being kind of like the central piece because it's like the only press conference I feel like I have to really keep track of. And then also like just the, there's like a, the ability of seeing them all kind of like back to back to back. is is just like a nice feeling. I think there's a general, a general good feeling about E3 um, that I think once you start like tearing it apart, um, that will be something that will be missed. At some point, even though in reality all those all those like functions of E three are already being served in so many different other ways that it's not really a big deal, but um, but yeah, uh, and then uh, the holiday stuff for Monster Hunter was also put up. I'll I'll link this. I'm just like shooting through this, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, like, so Monster Hunter World, and like I said, I haven't really played Monster Hunter World, but I think one thing that I've consistently, like, has made me think about going back is, like, the holiday stuff for Monster Hunter World, and, like, basically they have, like, big giant, like, fur coats and stuff, and and you can dress the pig in, like, this weird, like, burrito-looking fur coat thing, there's, like, a bunch of, like, cats cat snowmen around they I feel like every every event Monster Hunter World is like doing a really good job of like spicing up their lobby and stuff um I part of me wishes I played it just so I could get that stuff um I was talking to my friend who does play that game um and he was just like "Eh, there's not any real content to it it's more of just more of just the aesthetics of the 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 area but I I do like the look of it a lot um and then I guess there's a game, or I guess, um, who, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time, like, segues this week. I'm just, like, blowing up. Uh, and then uh there's also the article for, uh, or, or, oh my gosh, Uh there's an announcement of a uh, new God of Protectors game, which you don't know what God of Protectors is. It's basically like this, um, um. Wave-based defend the castle kind of thing, or really, you're defending a princess who typically is like in the center of the map or something, and you have like little character classes you go around and like beat beat a bunch of enemies up. Um, it's actually at least the most recent one that came out on 3ds was actually pretty difficult and very grindy. <laughs> uh, I'm really hoping they add online for it because the last one was like local only. Um, and basically it, you just level up a character and you just go through and um, and there's like there's a, a weird like. <laughs> I don't know how you explain it. Like, a level system based off, like, the distance you are for the princess. So, like, if you get further away from the princess, the weaker you get. So, you kind of want to, like, carry the princess with you. But when you carry the princess with you, it also makes, like, her more vulnerable. Because she's obviously just, like, out in the world rather than, like, protected in the in the in the castle itself and then she also can like fire like fireballs and things like that i think it's a really good multiplayer game um and i kind of like the xbox 360 one better if only because of the ease of access uh you know you just need four controllers in xbox 360 and you can just play that game and it's a lot simpler because it's just like a square map because everyone's on the same screen and there's not nearly as much depth it's a pretty short game on the xbox 360 i don't think i don't know if you can buy it anymore actually it might have been an xbox live indie game but i could be wrong um but uh they gotta protect one had like a lot of really big maps but it's a 3ds game so each player needs their own 3ds needs to buy the game on their own stuff like that but it was pretty cheap it's like 10 dollars something like that it was pretty pretty inexpensive so i'm interested to see the next one i really hope i think let me see silicon era i think translated it to susume Mat- Mat- mamote knight whatever that means who knows? Um, but that might just be the the brand name. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, I'm really hoping that they do like online for this one. I know it's not always easy, but but um, uh, for me, that's very important to play with other people. Because um, I don't have a ton of people locally to play with that kind of stuff. Um, and then it being on Switch, I mean, that, that opens up the possibility of there being like local co-op stuff too. So you only need like one one system essentially rather than sit there and try to split it up between four different platforms so yeah um i guess that's it uh, let's uh let's let's do a fortune cookie it's been a long time since we've done since we've done a fortune cookie i'm gonna pull it up here can get us a fortune cookie here I'm gonna open that cookie uh, if you don't know, since it has been a while since I've done a fortune cookie, essentially I have a list of games that are in my collection and I basically pull out a random list of games, uh, backloggery.com can basically do something called a fortune cookie and it cracks a cookie open for you. And it's like, you should play this video game. Um, <laughs> and I never use it because I always just open it and just look at like the dumb stuff I end up getting. I'm like, Oh, Viet Cong, Purple Haze, great. <laughs> um... But uh but yeah so I started using it as like this podcast segment um and so I'll basically crack open a fortune cookie and then talk about that game that game cuz I have nothing else to talk about this week cuz I'm not prepared <laughs> um- uh but yeah i got a rhythm thief the emperor's treasure which is actually a like a i guess a fairly early 3ds game it wasn't it was in the first year or two i think um it's a sega published like rhythm game um and i actually like it a lot it it feels a lot like professor layton in terms of its like structure there's like there's a lot of these like 2d maps you go around you can click on them and you get like coins out of touching the environment and stuff like that or at least when you touch stuff in the environment i think you get some kind of collectible but basically you just go around and you have like a it's like this kid little red-haired kid. Kid who's like a technically a thief. There's a whole story thing about him, like oh he's he's stealing objects that his father had stolen and replacing them with the real object or something like that. It's something silly like that, but um, but yeah, it just has a really cute charm to it. I th- I always have a hard time putting my finger on it, but there's like this this style of of <laughs> it always feels like very Japanese anime kind of stuff, but maybe there's also probably some American stuff too, where it's like. It's like a story that's like on the 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 line of being for like an adolescent kid, but also has like some more depth to it that 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 makes it so you can there's a higher level of appreciation you can have as like an adult almost. I don't know the best way to put it. I never. I feel like I just need a better word for it. But it uh, it's kind of kind of like a semi series story about this kid and his dad. Uh, and the revival of Napoleon for some reason. Um but yeah he basically just goes through a bunch of areas and typically like early on he's like stealing stuff. He does so you do like rhythm minigames just when you're while you're stealing stuff. And every minigame is pretty much different. I think there are some repeat minigames, but overall it's uh it's very different per per game. You just um um basically just go through the story and do all these like rhythm things. It's, it's very much in that Space Channel 5 rhythm game line of like, oh you're gonna use the you're going to use the rhythm seconds as like a interlude between and between some pretty hefty story cutscenes. A lot of dialogue in that game uh, and actually quite a bit of voice acting, too. It's pretty expensive to get these days. I think on Nintendo 3DS, there was a mobile version for phones. But as with all phone things, um, <laughs> I don't know if it exists anymore. It might be old enough. I mean, this game's probably about five years old now, if not more. Probably five. 2012, that sounds about right for like early in the 3DS's lifespan. Yes, that sounds right. Maybe 2011. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, it's um, not exactly cheap on 3DS, unfortunately. It became kind of like a, a cult hit kind of thing, I guess you'd call it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know a ton of... I, w- I would put it probably in the, the blood of, you know, like I said, Space Channel 5 earlier and uh, like Guitaru Man and stuff like that. And I don't know if there's a ton of those kind of games around. rap of the rapper, you know, there's definitely the big ones that people know. Um, um, but I don't know how often you have like a rhythm game that has like a a long form story connected to it. Um, I feel like you see a lot more stuff like Taiko Drum Naster and and Papa Music, where it's just like just play just play the video game. Why don't you just play the video game? <laughs> and and I and the problem I probably have with a lot of rhythm games is that I don't get a lot of satisfaction out of um out of kind of repeat play often. Like there's definitely times that I I mean I would repeat put, repeat songs in uh, Donkey Kong on like harder difficulties. But once it got to the point that I'm like I feel like I hit my skill cap, I basically just stopped trying. And <laughs> and as long as it looks like I kind of completed the game almost, if if that's the best way to put it, I'm not sure the how to say it like i've gone through the, the content of the game you know i'll continue to, to you know kick it up as much as i can but once it gets to the point that i'm just like i don't even know anymore i basically just stop uh playing those games and so having like a, a full story really kind of helps in in cases where like yeah the rhythm part of the game is not particularly satisfying like um I'm not saying that about Rhythm Thief, but I'm, I'm thinking about other games where it's like, if you're playing on like an easier difficulty, sometimes when you do the notes and stuff, it doesn't really feel like it matches the song very well. Um, um, and so it just, you lose a lot of like, I guess, the feeling of playing a rhythm game when you're playing on easier mode. So sometimes it's like, you want to be challenged more, even if it's, it's it would be easier to just get through it. And so and there's cases where, where there, there probably are some things in like Rhythm Thief that like, they're not hard to complete per se. Um, it might be hard to, 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 uh, ace it or S it or whatever, however they do their ranking. But, um, but I would say Rhythm Thief's fairly easy to get through for the most part. There's definitely some stuff towards the end that is a bit more challenging. Um, um, but I, I think a story really helps you push through those kind of games that might have not the highest, like, uh, uh, difficulty curve to it and and if you as a player are are not able to find a a difficulty that kind of matches you even if you do like an easy mode you still can get through and get quite a bit of enjoyment out of it the music is really good too um i really it's hard to say like it's always like oh you should go listen to the ost or something but you know actually playing the game gives you a lot more of the sound because you are you are you know playing a part in that song you know pressing the buttons and then and then there's like like, there's this one where you're, like, running and, like, hiding behind statues and doing different poses. And if you just, like, listen to the song, like, on its own, it's, like, And it just, like, kind of keeps going through this, like, normal theme. And maybe there's, like, some pauses, but you don't really get, like, the, the snap of, like, the, the sound effects of actually completing the motion and stuff like that. Like, actually doing the poses. Because when people are ripping the music, obviously, that stuff isn't actually, like, lined up in there as like a part of the song per se. So I guess that's going to do it for this week. Sorry, it's a bit of a short and <laughs> and and chunky episode, I feel like. Um, um, I think for the quick play stream this week, we're going to do uh, Shinobi, the original arcade one, although we'll be playing get the Sonic Genesis Ultimate Genesis Collection version of Shinobi. Um, as a heads up... Um, I'm a bit uncertain of how I want to handle this. I think we're. I think I'm gonna stream on fr- on Friday. Thursday, I'm gonna be at like a Thanksgiving thing. I think I'll have to double check. Um, I'm not really sure what the plan is. Um, I'll try to go ahead and update my Twitch title to to be reflective of what the plans are for when I plan to stream this week. If I can make Thursday work, I might just do it on Thursday. Um, but otherwise, I think I'm gonna do it on Friday. Um, if I feel like it, I'll bump it up to Wednesday, but I'll, I'll let you know and I'll tweet um, about that. Um, otherwise, just continuing Lost Dimensions again. Um, quick, quick side note, and I need to go ahead and make this change on the article. Uh, the Fantasy Star Online article about the shortcut window. There's actually correction that needs to be added to that article. Fantasy Star Zero does have a shortcut menu, so my friend has said, and I tested it, and for sure it does. Um, but it's not quite. Uh, what I would want out of a shortcut window (laughs) basically if you hold down the R or L button while pressing the start button it will quickly take you to either the equipment menu or the item menu Um, unfortunately for the equipment menu it's uh, to the general equipment menu not the weapon equipment menu so it's it's not exactly the easiest to to switch around fairly quickly it's definitely quick to do it quicker to do it than to go through the uh, full menu but uh, I, I feel like there there still is a missed opportunity of, of how that menu could work. Also, to close the window out entirely, you have to also press L and then the start button again to fully close it out, which is um fine. Actually, you know, I Maybe I'll just press start. I wonder. I'm curious. I'll 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 check in on the uh on the uh when I actually do the correction. But um but yeah, I, I think it, it is a a attempt to add that into the the game, but I don't think it's a, a particularly strong p- competitor to the original shortcut window. so so I'm not gonna really change the article too much. Pretty much just gonna add it in there um, however I can uh, somewhat gracefully and then maybe add a note that that of what I changed basically. so um so yeah. Otherwise, um, I'm going to try to play through Mega Man 11 in the near future so I can get working on the Mighty Number no. 9 video, and hopefully, maybe over Thanksgiving break, we can uh, get some progress done on that. I have most of the footage I need for that. I have the script mostly done, assuming I don't make any major changes after playing Mega Man 11, um, and then it would just be about doing the audio recording and then doing the actual video editing, which um, those are the the really and more intensive parts of it, so we're not quite where we need to be for that yet. Um, um, no. No articles in the pipeline unfortunately there will be a quick play stream that's already on youtube that's going up on um on tuesday that quick play stream was of ch- ch- curses and chaos from last week so so that will be going up on tuesday on the website if you just want to look at it from there rather than go to my youtube page where it's already on the website um so yeah other than that, uh, that's probably gonna be it for this week. I will all again update you guys if there's any other, anything else coming up in the pipeline. But for now, the mind number nine thing is definitely the focus. I have an idea for another article that maybe I could, maybe I can do. I mean, sometimes those articles are like, oh, this is a quick little dirty idea, but then like the shortcut window one was also a quick and dirty idea, and then it was like two and a half pages of article after I finished it. So sometimes it doesn't go as uh, as uh, easily and quickly as I thought it would. So. So, yeah. Other than that, have a great week. And if you celebrate Thanksgiving, a happy Thanksgiving. And I will talk to you later. Bye.